2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, where we talk about all the lessons that musicals can teach us. I am Zane C-Weber and Miranda and Julie are still at rehearsal, doing whatever they're doing. Actually, Miranda at the moment is overseas, so she's in London doing that theatre thing. Oh goodness. Well, that, that
1: lovely voice that you just heard is my temporary co-host for today. I'm gonna to get to permanent one day. You'll have to hire me. There's some, you know, workforce laws about this. I will become permanent. Yeah, you can talk to my lawyers. I'll talk to your <laughs> lawyers. Great. And today we have a special guest,
2: uh, actor, singer, dancer, performer extraordinaire, Naomi Mole. Hey! Hello, hello everyone! <laughs> now, Naomi, you are currently Kate.
0: I am. I am. Right um, now. Right in
2: character. I am <laughs> right
0: now. This is this is Catherine Manola right here. Yes.
2: <laughs> and uh, that's a Gold Coast Little Theatres production of Kiss Me Kate?
0: Yes, Gold Coast Little Theatre production running from 29th of June to 29th what? of July.
1: Well, before we get into the plug, we have to get to know our guest, surely. Well, this is part of it. But not the <laughs> when you play a role told you become me everything. But the role? There's a bit of a tradition here, which is nothing until we get through the quiz. And I won't stand for anything but excellence, Zane. Patrick does love the quiz. Okay, all right. We, all right. We shall well,
0: stick with the tradition.
1: Zane, will you sing the opening in lieu of Miranda?
2: I I am of the opinion that no one should accept Miranda,
1: unless I mean, you want to. Because oh, you
2: have in the past. I don't know. No, and you I, I think
1: I prompted Jess Kate Ryan. I don't think I've done it myself. We haven't subjected the audience to that. We'll skip it for now. <laughs> But the quiz, we will not skip. Don't okay, worry; it's just right. a Julie Andrews impersonation. I'm not very good.
2: All right, I will. Uh, I
0: will take a deep breath. <laughs> I am. All right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> all
2: right. So, what musical character would other people compare you to, Naomi?
0: Uh, I have been compared to Velma Kelly from Chicago, so right. I would stick with that one. I think.
2: Bitter. Yeah, uh, bit. <laughs> not that
0: I'm bitter, scared I'd say of you now. Fierce, fierce, fierce. 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 all right, fierce. all right.
2: So, what musical character would you like? Other people, do you like? To be called Velma Kelly fierce and bitter or <laughs> <laughs> would you prefer to be called someone else?
0: I honestly think uh, I'd probably want to be like a combination of characters, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Um, Velma, I, I you know, I do, I do like her feistiness. I can handle that. Um, probably also maybe a combination, um, a bit of uh, uh, Elphaba from Wicked. Right, yeah. And maybe a little bit of Maria from The Sound of Music.
2: Mm, That is a mixed bag. That's (laughs) water
1: water and oil, my water and oil.
0: (laughs) See, I told you there was no character I could think of. Yeah, no, that's fine. Good, fair enough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so, what is your dream role? Just all of those?
0: Probably those ones as a priority. (laughs) But to be honest, anything on Broadway, you know, I'd be happy to be a tree. um, Would be would be a dream come true.
2: Trees get paid. Yes. Well, there is a tree <laughs> in Into the Woods, so it's not Absolute. impossible. Yes, no. see,
0: see, I would happily be the tree. I look good in green. That's fine. <laughs> there
2: you go. So uh, what is your favourite song, time?
0: I'm a very partial to Gypsy. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Favourite song would have to be You've Got to Have a Gimmick. Love that song. Oh, yeah. Such a
2: classic. All right. all right, all right. Good. Good. That's the right <laughs> answer. Has, has Gypsy um, come up yet as
1: the favourite? Oh, it gets mentioned yeah, a lot. It
2: gets mentioned because it's not. it's not – Solo song no it's not. so it's not like company where it's just mm. like son time all the time,
1: it's uh son of the time or all of the time zone. <laughs> <laughs> um that's it's too st- early for that stop that stop <laughs> no, no, whatever you're no, doing. dad jokes at this hour, please <laughs> mm.
2: um, but no, Gypsy has come up a few times before because it is such a beloved musical, especially
1: it it's not it's not a bad shot, especially love Gypsy. that
2: particular number yes is is the show stopper uh. So you're obviously in Kiss Me Kate. Yes. So are you singing a lot of Kiss Me Kate in the shower or do you have another go-to shower song?
0: Well, I did go and recently purchase myself, or should I say for my birthday I got purchased, one of those lovely little stick-on-wool ones, the little speaker. So <laughs> I have been practising in the shower, so I do apologise to my next-door neighbours if you do happen to be listening because they're probably sick of it. Uh, my go-to one is actually not one I sing in the show, uh, my favourite one at the moment is um, Always True to You. Aww. So Always True to You, darling, in my fashion, which gets sung by the um, Lois Lane character. Yeah. So I don't get to it's sing that one. It's a cute song. It's, <laughs> a it's, cute it's, it's song. gorgeous. It's so much fun, but I don't get to sing it, unfortunately. So I do it in the shower.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Now now this is this is why Patrick loves the Getting to Know You quiz. I
1: love Look, to be honest, if it could just be this question, I feel like it. I feel like it tells us more than every other question that precedes it, which is why we leave it to the end. And this is this is this is why we've put
2: it in there because theater people are going to be bitchy.
0: Okay, all right, I'm I'm, I'm ready oh, for I, the backlash. I, I
2: would say passionate, <laughs> passionately bitchy. Uh, and you have to delete one musical from existence. Which one is it?
0: Starlight Express by Andrew Lloyd Webber.
2: All right, we're we are powering through his Uber. Okay, now
1: look, look. (laughs) Starlight Express for me is maybe the one Lloyd Webber I can (gasps) forgive. Only because it's such a bizarre concept. I'm just I'm amazed that it made it through production and it had Jane Krakowski in it, which as we know is always a boon. But I I will accept your power, I will accept your cold-blooded murder. Jane will be okay and that's all right. Yeah, she's done other things. She has. But
0: she's got power to, you know, continue on. I don't think that musical on its own can can hold itself up. Has
1: anyone ever put it on again? Uh, did it get a I'm revival? Not sure if it has had a revival.
0: I don't think it. I don't think it has. I don't think anyone's been game.
1: She has a story about that show, actually, where they were like, "Oh, you're in Starlight Express. How, how did that even happen?" And she went, "Well, of all the people who auditioned, they got the five people who said they were willing to perform on roller skates." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does limit down the the number of uh, number of performers that you've got really available. And really
2: heighten the chances mm. of injury. Yes, having been involved in a show with one person on Roller Skates who gave a What show did you do with concussion. Roller Skates? Oh, no, it was uh, One Trilogy to Rule Them All. Oh, yes. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was a self-written one and of course we just decided to put someone on Roller Skates because why not?
1: Strong and wrong.
2: The answer to that is concussions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that is that is our Get to Know You quiz. We'll take a little break and we'll come back and we will start talking about the show of this episode Kiss Me K. Kiss Me K. Okay, so tell us a little bit about *Kiss Me, Kate*.
0: About the story itself, or
2: I'll leave the story for later. About about the like, because I I know it has a very um, interesting backstory how it got written.
0: So yeah, so basically there was a couple um, who were known to only perform with each other. They were known as the Lunts, and one very lucky uh, stagehand, um, Arnold Schuber. Um, he actually went on to become a Broadway producer many years later. He was working backstage whilst they were working on a production of Shrew, which is mm. basically a version of Taming of the Shrew, Shakespeare's story. And he knows that their marital arguments would continue on stage and off. <laughs> and it, it was, struck him how much it uh, mimicked, you know, Catherine and Petruccio's relationship in Shakespeare's play. And he just found it fascinating and decided a few years later that it would make a fantastic musical.
2: Yeah. Awesome. So that that leads to Kiss Me Kate which of course is a show within a show.
0: Exactly.
2: And the show mimics the show within the show. Yes.
0: Yeah, good. Excellent. <laughs> Parallels run everywhere.
2: <clears throat> so it was uh of course written by Cole Porter, one of his one of his 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 many uh numbers and uh won the first Tony ever. Yes, first
0: musical yep. Tony, that's right. First correct. best
1: musical Tony.
2: Mhm. That's right we do, we only do quality shows on on musicals <laughs> oh, not I I distinctly
1: remember being on the Jekyll Hyde episode, so I'm going to have to
2: <laughs> Look, we have many people with many varied viewpoints here. But oh, uh, well, let's just uh, are we all fans of Kiss Me Kate?
0: I have to say <laughs> I'm a definite fan. I grew up uh loving the movie version, which of course starred um Howard Keel and Katherine Grayson. Yeah. And Fell in love with the music. is It is slightly different from the stage version of it, so it's not quite true to, to the original production. But all the numbers are basically, basically there. And I fell in love with that from I can't even remember how old I was. Yeah. So it's definitely on my favourite list.
2: Patrick,
1: oh look, I have a storied relationship <laughs> with this show. No, um, I, th- I think it's a fantastic show. I was in it, but during a production that you directed, which we. Um, do for charity. We did it. A- don't call that against me. Um no, no. <laughs> uh, called the Twenty Four Hour Musical Project. And so I don't remember a lot of Kiss Me Kate. Um <laughs> I remember having a great time being in it. But um it's probably I don't know, I have a there's a few songs that I'm definitely not on board with, but a lot of stuff about the show I do really, really enjoy and it's got a lot of classic moments. Um and you can see how it's influenced a lot of other theatre that came after it as well. It's definitely one of those sort of seminal works. mm, mm. So it's it, it was nominated for five Tonys in the
2: 1949 Tony Awards and it won all five. So, as you said, it was the first year of the musicals. Yeah, so
1: yeah. what was it up against? It's early days.
2: <laughs> well, look, let me, let me get that up. Oh, but sorry. But I just wanted to say that it also won Best Revival
1: in, not, in 2000 Tonys. Was, was Maren Mar- Mazzi in that production?
0: Yes, and Britt uh, Barrett. I love
1: her. I absolutely adore yeah, Maren in- Mazzi.
0: Fantastic performer. I don't know absolutely. where her name came
1: from. I love it. And I love her as a performer. She does, if it, like, okay, if you're driving your car, pull over on the side of the street, pause the pod, get onto YouTube and look at her performing Losing My Mind at um sometime's 80th birthday concert. Good heavens. Like, we all know that she can sing, but she can act. and She's you a
0: powerhouse.
1: S- She's a powerhouse. She's absolutely amazing. So um, now that you've watched that video, thank you, turn the pod back on. And we'll get back to discussing it. So are there any other oh we'll get to cast later. Strangely I'm getting ahead not, of myself.
2: It's not telling me what else it is uh, it was up against. No. No, it just tells me that it we won.
1: Wikipedia letting us down. Good heavens. This won't stand. Well, well done to Kiss Me Kate and the cast of <clears throat> Kiss Me Kate nineteen forty nine. I hope you're proud of yourselves. Well done. Yeah, so <laughs> musical, author of a musical, original score, costume design, and best
2: producer of a musical. It was called author of a musical. Mm.
1: How quaint. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, instead of Best Book, mm. I guess. Uh, so, yeah, obviously Tony's have changed a bit since then, but it won Best Revival of a Musical and Best Performance by Lead Actor for Brian Stokes Mitchell in 99. Uh, Marin Mazzi was nominated mm. but didn't win. Oh. Um, it also won Best Direction, Best Orchestrations and Best Costume Design. So, But nominated for, obviously, Performance by a Leading Actress, Featured Actor in a Musical... Of which it was Michael Boreas, Lee Wilcoff, and Michael Mulheron. So three people from the one show were nominated. Good um, heavens! Choreography, scenic design, and lighting design.
1: Wow. Okay, so it's got legs. People like it. It's a fun
2: show. It is a fun show. It is a fun show, and there aren't there are very few characters in the show that aren't well served, except perhaps the general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's a cameo bit part that's made to be a little bit awkward and silly and over the top, so, like, that's fine. I mean, you get Burt Newton in, it's what you do. <laughs>
0: It's not every day you get a you know super flamboyant general who can you know dance, sing, and uh, you know run drills at the same time. You know, it's a talent. I I wouldn't say that everyone
1: cast in that role can dance, sing, and run drills at the (laughs) same time, but that's probably poor casting versus, um, yeah, no. But I hear you've got a fantastic general in your production.
0: Yes, yes, we do. Uh, Young gentleman named uh, George Pulley, incredible. Amazing background was a cheerleader and was in the military, so he has everything uh, yeah. covered: dancing, acting.
1: Friend of the show, George <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
2: So, uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. just get, getting back to Cole Porter, like this was Cole Porter's uh, kind of answer to Oklahoma. And so the first show he wrote where the music and lyrics Were firmly connected to the script Oh so
1: it's not just that sort of like And here's a story now everyone stops and sings a song And does a dance and then yeah, back to the yeah, story so yeah, it, Not like it,
0: his older ones like anything goes and that sort of thing You yeah, could have just listened just to the music of, You didn't need a story
2: He used his, his well, own, they didn't have a story His own <laughs> jukebox <laughs> yeah. And put them into any story mm. So yeah So let uh, let us take a break We'll come back and we'll get into the actual story Sounds, yeah, sounds fantastic good. Patrick,
1: can you tell us what
2: happens in this show? Look,
1: I can try. I can definitely try. From um, memory? No, definitely not. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I did in this show. Um, but if we think about it, so if you have heard of Taming of the Shrew, or if you've seen Taming of the Shrew, or if you'd like to see Taming of the Shrew, you kind of know what will happen in this show, but it's got a Broadway twist. Um, if you're going to watch Taming of the Shrew, I really heavily suggest the Shakespeare retold Taming of the Shrew. That's fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Anyway, um, so basically what's happening in this show, we open up and we're watching the cast of a musical version of William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew rehearsing for the opening night of their show, which is the musical version of Taming of the Shrew. Um, The egotistical uh, Fred is the director and producer and is starring also. Um, as Petruchio. And his as mo- all the best leading men do. It always yes, works absolutely. out well. If you've seen <laughs> The Room, you know that being a producer, director and star always works out. Um, and his movie star ex-wife, Lily Vanessi, is playing Catherine. Um, He's the only person in the entire world who can do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is just an accepted law within the universe of this show, actually. And she is very good. She's very good. Um, the two are constantly arguing, and Lily is uh re- gets really angry at Fred because he's um pursuing uh a, a young actress in the show by the name of Lois Lane. Um, but don't worry, she ends up with the Superman, so you don't Lois need to Lane, worry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and Lois Lane is um playing Bianca after the rehearsal. Uh, Lois's boyfriend Bill comes in. He's playing Lucentio. Um, but he missed the rehearsal because he was gambling. Solid choice there, Lois. Great boyfriend, <laughs> loving it. Ten out of ten. Um, he tells Lois that he signed a ten thousand dollar IOU in Fred's name. Um, and Lois reprimands him, which fair, fair <laughs> We don't sign off $10,000 $10, IOUs in our boss's name. if names. we didn't, no. <laughs> then we wouldn't have a musical. True. true. That's very true. Um, thus is the central conceit of the show. <laughs> um, so before the opening, Fred and, Lil- Fred and Lily meet backstage. Lily shows off her engagement ring from um, uh, Washington insider Harrison Howell. Now, the mm. thing is, some versions of this show, he's not there, really. No. I mean, he's not too present. I think we'll be talking about a version where he is, but if you've seen the show and you're like, why is he so involved? It's because he's important, potentially the best character in the show. I'm not biased (laughs) in saying that. The (laughs) unsung hero. The unsung hero of the show, the donkey of this musical, if you will. (laughs) Um, So Lily is showing off her engagement ring um, and reminding Fred that it's the anniversary of their divorce, which, like, cold, cold, Lily, um, they recall the operetta where they met, which includes so, so
2: Lily, Lily and, and, and Fred, they have a a passionate relationship.
1: Yes. Whether it is is truly love hate, yeah, it's hot and cold, but it's strong on either yeah. side. It's never, yeah. Uh, they in that moment, then of course recall an operetta where they met, which included a Wunderbar, a Viennese waltz, which is then sung on stage. Um, they end up fondly reminiscing and singing and dancing together. But then two gangsters show up, classic Broadway gangsters. Of course. You need the Broadway gangsters. <laughs> with the two pinstripe
0: suits. You can't go without the pinstripe M suits. And
1: taps Sometimes, yeah, Of course. Yes, That's <laughs> It's absolutely. fantastic. So the gangsters show up to collect the $10,000 IOU and Fred replies that he never signed it. The gangsters obligingly say that they will give him time to remember that he did sign it and they'll return <laughs> later. Um, in the dressing room, Lily receives flowers from Fred and she declares that she is so in love with him. Uh and that's a song. That's that sneaky drop there. That's um, a
2: really good song. R- all right. I mean, <laughs> no, it's <is> a good song. <laughs> I'm just getting this silence at the table. Oh, is no, that no. not?
0: No, you, no, no. It, we- is, it is a classic we'll talk, song. We'll talk, it's, okay. it's a beautiful number.
1: Um, Fred tries to keep Lily from reading the card that came with the flowers, which reveals that he really intended them to be for Lois. Mm. However, those pesky stage managers. Yeah, but the problem is Lily takes the card with her on stage saying that she'll read it later, so he cannot get it back. Um, The show begins. um, Baptista, Catherine, and Bianca's. Oh, sorry. Baptista, who is Catherine and Bianca's father, will not allow his younger daughter, Bianca, to marry until his older daughter, Catherine, is married. And that's taming the truth. That's taming the truth. Yeah. And if you don't know that, like, you're listening to a theater podcast. Come on, guys. Yeah, I think from this
2: moment forward, we just assume you
1: are aware of the central conceit. Of the, the show. Of the yeah. So um, there are three suitors, um, Lucentio, Hortensio, and Gremio, who are trying to woo Bianca. And she says that she'd marry any of them. Um, and this is done in a musical number in the show, but we'll get to that later. Sorry, in the show being Kiss Me Kate. Because she um, is not fussy. No, she's not fussy. <laughs> she's lovely, though. She's very sweet. I, I don't know. Bianca's.
0: Oh, I would disagree with that. I think she's quite calculating <laughs> yeah. if you look That's at what, it.
1: Al Bianca played it is really, really sweet. She was lovely. But maybe, yeah. that was just, maybe I only saw her when her character was being calculated <laughs> and lovely, and that's why I've got this has coloured me. She's too good an actress. Um, so then basically Petruchio, who this is within Taming of the Shrew, sorry, and this is all, we're well, watching this happen on stage, but Taming of the Shrew is playing out. Petruchio, being played by Fred, then says that he just wants to marry for money. Um, and so they hatch a plan for him to marry Catherine, being played by Lily Vanessi, um, and because Baptista is rich, uh, Kate says she doesn't want to get married, um, and the story goes on from there. And basically what you're watching here, I don't know, it's tricky to do as a cast, but you need to basically make it very, very clear when the actors are the actors and when the actors are acting as their characters. And the way that we did it was that the actors aren't very good actors. And that no, was a yes. lot of fun. So there's yeah, lots of the Shakespeare was... <laughs> it, was, it was yeah. It was. That, not that's great. one.
0: That's one. one directing that's choice. <laughs> that's one directing choice. Oh. When you've
2: got twenty four hours to put the show on, you're yes. like, if they could do it badly, that would be
1: easier. <laughs> the yeah, other true. option
0: is to really rehearse that iambic pentameter and yeah, you know get all well. those meters correct.
1: Yeah. Um. So, uh, Petruchio is attempting to woo her in the show, but then off stage, Lily, the actress, has an opportunity to read the card um (gasps) she walks off stage so sorry she walks on stage off cue so this is not when she's meant to be on during the performance and begins hitting fred who along with the other actors tries to remain in character um and basically as baptista then gives petruchio so characters in the show permission to marry kate um Lily continues to beat fred on the stage and he ends up spanking her Um, offstage, Lily furiously declares that she's leaving the show. However, the gangsters have now reappeared and Fred tells them that if Lily quits, he'll have to close the show and won't be able to pay them the $10,000. I guess it's now their problem to keep Lily there. So he's literally, it's a questionable moral choice. (laughs) Oh, you're trying to leave the show of your free will? I've got two armed gangsters (laughs) who now tie your inclusion in this show to their money. Um... (laughs) The gangsters then force her to stay at gunpoint. Oh, my God, Fred. Um, And then back on (laughs) stage. Nothing
0: wins a woman back like that. (laughs) Like like a
1: hostage situation. Um, Back on stage, Bianca and Lucentio, so being played by um, Lois Lane and is it Bill Calhoun? Calhoun? Bill Calhoun, there we are. Bill Calhoun dance um, while the chorus performs a really lovely love song and they cover a scene change. The curtain opens, revealing the exterior of a church. Petruchio and Kate Um, have just been married, and as they exit the church, the gangsters, dressed in Shakespearean costume on the stage, usually panicking because they don't know how to act, um, uh, are on stage to make sure that Lily stays in the production. Petruchio implores for Kate to kiss him, and she refuses. He lifts her over his shoulder and carries her off stage while she pummels his shoulder with her fists, which is the end of the show, Taming of the Shrew. Yes. This is what we're meant to have happen sans gangsters, <laughs> and that's how Act 1 closes. Yeah. So it's a really fun interplay of acting, not acting, people not meant to be on stage, funny reactions, and you get to see a show break down and then build back up again with actors doing it. Um, Act 2. so Everyone loves watching a musical go off the rails.
0: It gives you a real insight as to what can actually and does actually happen <laughs> in any musical or any production off stage.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic <laughs> um, and this, these are the comedic parts of the show that I absolutely love. Um, but act two during the show's intermission the cast and crew relax in the alley behind the theatre but okay so this is not the cast of the show you're actually watching this is the actors playing the cast and you're watching them relax in a the theatre um, Paul who is Fred's assistant along with a couple of other crew members lament that it's too darn hot to meet their lovers that night and this is the song from this show. Well these and it's Totally separated from the show, it but is. it is the the song. Sorry, from we'll show. get we'll
2: probably. It's get one to of it. the most famous songs.
0: Yeah. Everybody remembers. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's a quintessential number.
2: It's a good song, and it, it is. Oh, it is a good song. Yeah, because it just it's it's it's, it's <laughs> catharsis because you've had all this build up and emotion, and then you get the kind of this big
1: celebratory dance number. It's a good number. Um The play then continues being Taming of the Shrew um, and Petruchio tries to tame Kate and mourns for his now lost bachelor life. Um, Offstage, Lily's fiance Harrison Howell is looking for Lily. He runs into Lois and she recognises him as a former lover but promises not to tell Lily. Bill is shocked (laughs) to overhear this, but Lois tells him that even if she is involved with other men, she's faithful to him in her own way. Um, (laughs) uh, Lily tries to explain to Howell. What were you saying about a sweet character? (laughs) Okay, look. He must
0: have missed that part I of the I did show. miss that part. <laughs> um,
1: and, I look, I read her as sweet. Yeah. So, she again. She
0: worked her charms she on She worked you, her the sweet. charms. We had worked. a
1: very good actor playing. <laughs> well, did Shout a- out to Cassie. <laughs> Yeah, Cassie, Cassie, you tricked me. You lied to me. I believed it. Um, Lily then tries to explain to her fiancé, Hal, that she's being forced to stay at the theatre by gangsters, but Hal doesn't believe her. Great fiancé, Lily. Great (laughs) fiancé.
0: She has excellent choice in men. Let's just put it at that. (laughs) And he just
1: wants to discuss the wedding plans. Fred insidiously points out how boring Lily's life is with Hal um, and basically how boring that life will be compared to her life as a star in the theatre. Um, Bill sings a love song that he's written for Lois, which I like this song. It's cute, but we'll get to it in songs. We're going to keep going. We're getting to the end of the show now. It's all starting to ramp up. The gangsters discover that their boss has been killed. Deus Ex Machina. Um,
2: well,
1: look, the, the life of a gangster is a dangerous one. It is, it is. Um, And so the IOU is no longer valid. Lily leaves without Hal as Fred unsuccessfully tries to convince her to stay Um, in the show. The gangsters get caught on stage and improvise a tribute to Shakespeare in which they explain that knowing Shakespeare is key to romance three times. Um, (laughs) The company then prepares for the conclusion of the play, um, the wedding of Bianca and Although, even though they're now missing one of um, the main characters. However, just in time for Catherine's final speech, Lily arrives on stage. Um, Fred and Lily wordlessly reconcile on stage, and the play ends with them. So the play, Taming of the Shrew, ends with them on stage as well... um, as with Bill and Lois, who are playing, oh my goodness, all the character names Bianca, um, Bianca and, and, Lucentio. and Lucentio kissing passionately <laughs> on stage as yeah. well. So we've got sort of two weddings, quote unquote, the comedy weddings in a comedy musical happening on stage as an actual play wedding happens that these actors are in. It's kind of like a palimpsest of comedy endings. Yeah. And it's done quite well. Well, it was sometimes. done. Wh- <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Sometimes it is. <laughs> I, I won't promise. Um, I'm sure in your production it is. Spot oh, on. On point every time.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Now I did spoil a couple of the songs, but I mean I guess it's time to jump into the songs right now.
2: Well, we'll take a break, we'll come back and we'll talk about music.
1: I'm very excited.
2: All right, let's talk about the music.
0: The best part.
2: It is I I am very partial to Cole Porter. Oh
0: so, well, hi, he was a I genius, am. but this I think this is probably like one of the best works that he ever put together. I,
2: I, I would I would have to agree with you. I think this is his best show. Yes. Like, as a whole. Really? I, there are some of his other songs that I prefer that aren't in this show. Yes. Yeah, but, okay.
1: Because yeah. I, I love Anything Goes. Yes. And yeah. the, the show's a mess. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't <laughs> need to be there. The plot is... But the when you have a, when
0: you have such a you know an incredible star which he had with Ethel Merman and that who did Absolutely, it. I mean, yeah you know the story really didn't matter. People yeah. wanted just to see her have, have these you done incredible an, musical numbers. Is there an
2: Anything Goes episode? We haven't done anything goes yet. Good oh. heavens. I mean that's the thing. People people think that we're gonna run out of musicals, but there are You're so, so millions,
1: many. Millions. So many musicals. <laughs> this show's gonna go forever. Ideally. Great.
0: We will never run out. You'll be fine. <laughs>
2: okay. What's the
1: first song in this show?
2: Another opening, another show. Great song. So this is all kind of the support characters and the backstage people and the, the uh, I guess, what we would call Hattie, and then we have the stage manager. They're all coming in. They're setting you up. We've got Paul. Paul is yeah, there, Paul yes, the stage there. Manager. So you get yeah. you get
0: an insight to what really goes on into actually putting on a show. It's not just the people that are on stage, it's it's those people that are cleaning and sewing and mm, yeah. doing lights and sound, all that all those sort of people. And they they get their moment.
2: Yeah, it's, it's also it's all about, a celebration of
1: tech. Yes. Well it is, it's
2: about the kind of the community behind the show. Yeah. Um because you you do have the discussion of like uh Fred and, and Lily being the stars of the show and being on stage, but then you also have this like the, the family, the theater family yes. behind, and the it show. gives you
1: that vibe. It's really fun, and it's a catchy little number. Yes. This is a fun, catchy opening to a show. I think, and it's and really every well. show you ever do, ever
2: on opening night, someone will sing this song.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, almost, it's also room. almost like an anthem for the yeah. co- for the theater community.
1: I, okay, I, sp- I probably come from a theater background where we tend to do like. All the less producers. popular weird shows. <laughs> um, I had never heard this song before until I was in. Really? Yeah, I'd never heard really? it, but I, I really like it. It's fun. This one, or it's opening night from the producers.
0: Yes. That's oh yeah, option. no, that yeah, that was
1: the one that was coming up when we were doing our shows. Um, and then there's
2: why can't you behave? This is this is Lois Lane and Bill Calhoun
1: basically saying why why can't you just be Not a good guy? Sign off your boss's name on ten thousand dollar gambling debts. Yeah. It's yes. all I'm asking.
2: <laughs> and then we Built get Calhoun. to the two main characters, Fred and Lily, who are reminiscing with Wunderbar. Um, this is a bit of a this is kind of what Cole Porter's stuff used to be, where he's yeah. just kind of like, This is a song that I have. I guess I'll find a reason to have put it in here. Yeah, he's
1: still it's still one of that those sort of self-inserts. Um yeah. it's a nice song. It it is a great song. Mm-hmm. Do you like this song?
0: I do. I am very partial to this one. It has sort of a, a comedic sort of start to it, where they're kind of making fun of this ridiculous Vien- Viennese yeah, operator yeah. that they were in that they weren't particularly fond of. Um, but as the song progresses, you can really feel that change, and they, as they start reminiscing, it kind of starts to remind them of that beautiful relationship that they used to have. Yeah, and mm. it, it has such a beautiful, romantic, uh, melodic ending to it. It is really lovely.
1: I suppose this is one of those songs, and I'm hoping I'm not stepping on director's toes here, but (laughs) the song I don't think would be any good if it was played straight. You need to play it as them making fun of the opera and getting really over the top and then finding the love and the sensitivity and the truth in it. Yes. I have, since being in this show, seen some recordings of productions where People don't play it like that, and they just enter it like they do. They're talking about how the show was bad, and then just start singing it and full, like completely seriously, and don't play up the comedy. Don't do that. If you're doing this at home, don't do it.
0: Well, never try this at home. Don't. This Without is a comedy,
1: so it's a comedy. Should, you should, yeah, and it's funny. It and is of course, funny.
2: that sparks Lily to sing the the first iteration of "So in Love," yes, which is one of my favorite Porter songs.
0: It is. It's yeah. a beautiful number. It's. I think it's something that one of those songs that everyone on any level can kind of relate to. There's going to be someone in your life that, you know, you may not have the best relationship, there may be, you know, problems in that between you, but mm. regardless of all those things that irritate you about them, <laughs> you still love them. That's and a, that's yeah. what this song is about.
1: If your real-life relationship is like Lily and Fred's, maybe you shouldn't be so in love because oh, there's yeah. problems. Well, let's just say. Especially
0: quite physical violence.
1: There are some yes. lines that shouldn't be crossed. No, there are. <laughs> and, like, Putting gangsters on your lover so they can't <laughs> yeah. leave you. It's very <laughs> Twilight. Um, but then we open in
2: Venice. We get into the actual Shakespeare. So we have Open in Venice, where we have Fred, Lily, Lois, and Bill basically introducing the show as players, not necessarily as Petruchio. And yes. Yeah. So they're opening up the players. And then we get into Tom, Dick, and Harry.
1: Love it. Is- Hilarious. I also love We Open in Venice. We jumped through that, but that's a funny song too. And Tom, Dick or Harry, funny song. Like this is Porter's comedic, Fun little patter chops Word play. It. And It's play. Yes, look into mm, the yeah.
0: words. Don't just take them at face value. It's mm. so much funnier if you really analyze it. <laughs> <the, and
1: laughs> <the,
2: yeah, laughs> if
0: something <laughs> comes to mind that you think is a little bit raunchy and you're like, no, 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 it's just me. No, no it, it's supposed to be. Enjoy it.
2: And remember that this won the Tony in nineteen forty-nine, so it's totally fine. It's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> it's it's totally art now. It's culture. Yeah, embrace it. Um, Continuing on with the Shakespeare, I've come to Wyver wealthily in Padua. I don't is, like it, but I don't think you
1: meant to like this song. No, this is
2: Petruchio peacocking, yeah, uh, basically, and introducing the the premise of, the, of show. the show. Yeah,
0: yeah. So according to him, every woman is the same in the dark. So you know, yeah, it doesn't so. matter who you marry. Mm. So probably not, you know, the the best song to, you know, if, if a woman ever asks you, gentlemen, what your favourite song is, I would recommend you do not pick this one. So they may question your morals.
2: not a song you should sing at your wedding.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Absolutely it could be not. funny.
1: <laughs> Especially bright, if your wife well. I mean, your wife will probably respond with the next song. Yeah. Which is, is, which
2: is Lily's answer to Fred's, <laughs> uh, to Fred's statement. Uh, I... Hate men. And that pretty much covers it for that song. Yes. That's it's what it's a about. statement. She hates them. And honestly, this is a good character song.
0: It's a fantastic yeah. character song, and she literally picks apart every male stereotype to uh, ever known. Um, so, gentlemen, you know, just be prepared. If you ever go to see this number.
2: Your pride will be wounded.
0: Your pride will be wounded, and I promise you every woman in the audience will be nodding, even <laughs> if she doesn't realise it. Um, so just be prepared for that.
2: And some of the men.
0: Yes, true. Very yeah. true, very true.
2: Okay, so then we go continue on with the Shakespeare with thine that special face, which is um, Petruchio trying to seduce uh,
0: Unsuccessfully <laughs> seduce trying to seduce Catherine, yep. yes.
2: Uh, then we sing of love, cantiamo de, de more. Uh, with, that's Lois Lane, uh, Bill Calhoun and the ensemble. Again, just continuing on. And then we have the finale of Act 1 of Kiss Me Kate with the wedding.
0: Yes, which Catherine, of course, is, um, and, of course, Lily, is very reluctantly being a, a part of. So the song doesn't quite go as you can feel it's meant to. Yeah, um, She doesn't quite stick to her, uh, her score.
2: Which is great. It, it, I, I really do like that juxtaposition of everyone just going, like, let's get it done. Yeah. Keep, keep
0: going. And you'd be amazed at what words rhyme with, um, with common swear words that you're familiar with. She's quite creative. <laughs>
2: Excellent. So let's move on to Act 2. And we open up with kind of an echo from the from Act 1, which you have all this, the the stage crew and everyone gathering outside, complaining about how hot it is and how they couldn't possibly think about having any romantic rendezvous tonight because I, it is too
1: darn hot. Look, it's a good song. I don't think it should be in the show. <gasps> It just, I like it's, 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 it's out of it. It's out of the show. It's a random bit of commentary. It's a great song. Like when you go and see the show, the show is better for it being there, and it's a great number to watch and it's a fun number to sing to. But from like an artistic looking at the show's standpoint, I'm like, if Cole Porter had an editor, that song would have been removed because it doesn't serve the purpose of the show as a story, but it serves the purpose of the show as entertainment. Can I, which is I think why it's there. Can I, I tell you what I think you're
2: getting at is, is that. We have an echo, but in comedy it's the rule of three. So no you really third. need a third song of that kind of mm. about the the backstage people to kind of tie it in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So but I But it's also a style yeah. of musicals at the time. Yeah. This this moment in this show happens a lot in this era of musicals where you yeah. have songs that aren't necessarily driving the plot forward, but exist because they're a great number, they're a great dance number and they're really fun for the audience to listen to, it. and they give you a break yeah. from the show as well. It's a bit of a charm song.
2: And they they complain about it being hot, but then they dance a lot. Oh, they dance
1: a lot. And, and the,
0: the, the, the the lyrics and that in it and, and the delivery are, can be very sultry. So, yeah. it's mm. you know, you're sitting there going, yeah, I'm feeling a bit warm now too, because the male <laughs> vocals and that in this number are just, oh, ladies, Man, I- <laughs> you have to listen to
2: it. And I think if we've got Wunderbar in there, then Too Darn Hot Belongs.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. You can see. So we go
2: back into Shakespeare immediately with Where is the Life That I Led? Uh, which is Fred Petruchio thinking, What have I done? And then we have Outside of the Shakespeare, uh Always True To You and My Fashion. Great song.
0: Incredible Great song. It's song. Yeah. lovely.
2: Song. And I guess, Such fun. Such fun. Yeah, th- this is this is kind of Lois's Number Mm. where where Lily Lily gets I hate men and then all the duets and reprises with Fred and this is Lois's Mm. kind of moment in the show. I love this. I think this is
0: where you really see how calculating Lois is. Yeah, you know, you have Bill kind of popping in and out, and every time he's around, she turns into this sweet, innocent. You know, I love (laughs) you. No one else means anything to me, and as soon as he disappears. She starts telling you about all her escapades and how she manages to manipulate men into giving her and doing what
1: but she wants. But would you really settle for someone like Bill, who's doing the foolish things that he is? Like, I think it's totally reasonable for her to be like, "Look, I understand you're wooing <laughs> me. We can have some fun." Goodness, you're a mess. I can't just. I'm going to be Who true isn't to you, a but mess, like Patrick, I think we're Especially all we're messes. dealing with think, artists here. I know. I think she's true to him in the fashion that he deserves. <laughs>
0: Mate, well, I think he that, was, that was a bit anymore. too long of a phrase for Porter to try and incorporate. So true,
1: true, and yeah, it doesn't really fit lyrically. <laughs> no. There's a couple, of, um, but then we have the best song in the show. Well, the yes, from the
2: previously unsung character of Harrison Howell.
1: Yes, and he gets yeah. his moment, and God, is it good! And it's <laughs> from this moment on, which is this weird march anthem. It's very kind of a stilted love song. Yes, and it, but I love how it ramps up because what this song becomes comedically is him singing this sort of love song to uh, Lily about what their life will become. And Lily kind of isn't too into it, but then realizes that Fred's there and is like, you know what? I'm going to get real into this to make you jealous. So it kind of becomes this anxious rank (laughs) ramped up over the top declaration of this really sort of structured love it's not this wild romantic love is like here's what our it's a business relationship it's a business yeah. relationship
0: he has ambition she has ambition it works for both of them and yeah. that that's the point of of her relationship yeah. with the general and
1: it's but it's a fun song to watch and it's got a lot of opportunity for comedy as well um i i really liked this song uh as as kate yes how do you like it
0: i i do really enjoy this song? Like in the original production of Cole Porter's, this this number is not in there. The characters have been slightly altered in the original version. Harrison Howell is actually a rancher, and he's so boring that he doesn't get a number. <laughs> uh, and that is the reason that she doesn't end up with him Because basically he's boring He doesn't see so mm. he, he naps and he goes out for long rides and they never see anyone Clearly not going to it suit you know, The know ex- the Exactly And it, that's not going to suit the exciting <laughs> actress lifestyle no. That she's come to uh, be a system to Lights so, and Shakespeare Yes So th- this, this song is a, I think, I really enjoy it I'm glad it was put in And it's so much fun Especially if you get the right person portraying that mm. character You know, it's got to have that real um, flamboyancy that you you kind of go, Hold on, I thought he was in the army. I didn't know they could dance and sing (laughs) that well.
1: It comes out of nowhere as well because he's very sort of, and to use the word in a non sort of, he's very straight. Um, Oh, yeah. But then this number happens and it's like, What the hell? is that breaking of that comedy. And it's good fun. Anyway, we've spoken about this song for a long time. I also
2: want to say that like putting this song in shows Lily has a bit more agency than. Without it, because mm. she, you can see that she's also manipulating Fred. Not oh, just yeah. Fred manipulating you get, her. Yes. You get to
1: see that she is using this relationship as a way to. She holds it over Fred. Yeah, yeah.
2: So then we move on to Bianca, which is Bill's number, where he's kind of telling the stage crew about how much he loves Bianca. That well, could take suddenly. it. Leave it, to
1: be honest.
0: <laughs> well, this song I think was fun. This song was actually written by Cole Porter because the original gentleman who was playing Bill in the show. Kept hitting him up. I need a number. I need a number. Let mm. me sing. Uh, but he was actually known for his dancing, not for his singing skills. Um. So Cole Porter wrote this number basically to shut him up, and <laughs> it was a huge success, um. huge massive success. And it be, kind of became a bit of a thorn in Cole Porter's side uh, yeah. because he he wrote this song. It's if you listen it's to it, it's, song. it's musically it's not that you know incredible. It's not that dynamic. But just when you put it all together with the show and those characters, it just works.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what people loved.
2: And I think th- this could be that third number, but it, it focuses a bit too much on Bill. Yeah. Mm. So
0: that's where you lose it. Bill,
2: you're in trouble. <laughs> but we're then getting we- to the end now, and there's yeah. a lot of songs in the show, but. And we get to uh, our first reprise. Oh, so yeah, in love. The- <laughs> 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 so uh, well done, Cole Porter.
1: <laughs> Forgetting getting two-thirds I of the way I think it's a little early, early to act. congratulate him just yet because <laughs> we're about to see what happens when Cole Porter has to hold on.
0: <laughs> I think he got to the end of the show and he was starting to get a bit tired. He went, you know what, I'm just going to keep recycling yeah, these list songs and, and that's what we're going to
2: get. <laughs> so, yeah, so So In Love, which is Fred realising that he is actually rather enabled with, with uh, Lily um, and that he needs to do something there. Uh, brush up your Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, okay. This is a witty song, is it though? Oh, yeah. it's
0: hilarious. Although I think it the I first <laughs> version
1: is witty and hilarious, and we had fantastic performers do it in the show that I was in. But this song goes for ten minutes. Yeah, it sure does. With the three prizes, why not? So Let's have you need a, pat- a song that goes for ten minutes. You need fantastic actors. Yeah. Uh, but I this think, is Cole Porter testing. He's pushing the bar here. He's I mean, you're, you're complaining
2: line. that they kind of come back on and then they come back on again. But that's Porter making fun of the Broadway sort of thing where if there is a show-stopping number and a, st- and a standing ovation, you're forced to do, do that again. number again. And
1: so what and could ha- be multiple
0: yeah. times, 10, yeah. 20 times in big productions.
1: So with your performers you need to make sure they get an encore every time. They need to earn it because if they just wander back That's on stage, right. yeah. you want your performance to be so good that the audience goes wild. Yeah. So then they come back on stage, it's like, oh, it's an encore. And then by the time you get your second encore, it's funny. And you're ideally, like, oh, back again. the yes. gangsters do have enough uh,
2: <laughs> enough funny lines to win the audience for oh, this one. They do. They do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Uh, and so we get oh, this is the problematic number. Yeah, this is for where me. it falls apart. Uh, <laughs> second last song of the show, I am ashamed that women are so simple, sung by Lily Vanesse.
0: I think this is so this is taken directly from the Shakespeare script. This is actually delivered in in the Shakespearean short story of Taming the Shrew. This is a soliloquy mm. of Catherine kind of getting her her moment. The question's always been, is she saying it straight or is she saying it tongue-in-cheek? I think this song is meant to be played with that tongue-in-cheek because she's saying, is really? so Simple and gentle and innocent. We shouldn't try to do everything. Let's just let men take over the world and we just give them a hand when they ask for it because we can't do it ourselves. That's <laughs> the whole point of that. That's the way
1: it should be played. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to the music of the song, I'm not sure that's the intention. But I think it's the way it should be played because it makes the show better if you do it like that.
0: Oh, I think you have to look at the stage directions that go with it as well. I don't. Okay. If you sing this song straight on its own, it is. It's very, you know, she's given yeah. up. Mm. But if you look at the stage directions, like she has her cheeky moments where she has that conversation with the audience and goes, I'm saying this, but you know I don't mean a word that's coming out of and my mouth. And I guess mouth. that's
2: the dichotomy of the show yes. in, in itself. Like you, you have, like in the Shakespeare, she is being sincere. Yes. But in Lily singing this... She's not. Yes. So she's like, I'm
1: here and I
2: will say this ridiculous thing Mm. to prove to you that I am here.
1: But then what does she do in the next part of the show which directly (laughs) undermines that statement? (laughs) Look, then we get...
2: But this Kiss show was from
1: '49. Yeah. Yes. Like that's yeah. we've got context for this show as well. Yeah. It's a so for them, let's just put a K
0: it: Kate, that not women's rights weren't exactly what they are today. <laughs> this let's isn't let's Margaret
1: Atwood. <laughs> this wasn't written by Jermaine Greer. This uh, <laughs> was written by Cole Porter in the '40s.
2: Yes, and then we have the finale, "Kiss Me, Kate," uh, and the reprise and finale. So, yes. and that's what I'm that's just going to say company. is
1: Fred must be real good looking because after being held on stage by gangsters and physically beaten, God, he must be good-looking for her to go back to him.
2: Yeah, well, he's got a certain amount of charisma. Don't all Shakespearean actors? No. <laughs> well, it dep- well, it depends on who they no. play.
0: But I, I think the the part that, the, you know, she comes back, like I don't think it's maybe just that she finds him good-looking, but she's got a personality that not everyone can deal with.
1: Yeah, and yeah, should just pretend that, that Lily is an easy woman. No, to she's work with. not
0: an easy woman to get along with. <laughs> and I think and Fred's the same. He is extremely mm, egotistical. They're made for each other, and yeah, they complement each other. I think they they recog- they come to the point where they recognize that they are meant to be together. Yeah. He can handle her, and she can handle him. And it may not always be smooth sailing, but no one else is going to put up with them. Yeah. And for some reason, they just complement each other.
2: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like it's kind of. Examined throughout the show that, like, whether they love each other or they hate each other, they do it 100%. Yes. And they're the only people that have that relationship.
0: But I think that's relationships between artists in general. You know, Ugh. they're passionate on stage. You just have to Don't accept talk to me about that's artists. going to Don't. mimic their personal lives as well. They're uh, going to be dramatic and passionate in real life. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen at home. Hint from the show, don't date an artist. Do not date an artist. Unless you are an artist, in which, which case, case, prepare for drama. Well, for I am ha-
0: doing research for, th- for this show. You date. There is an a artist. lot. Oh. No, there is a lot of articles about why you should not date performers. Just oh, really? Have a look. It's incredible That's the number hilarious. of articles that are about it. And there's actually like, you know, 15 reasons why you should not date an actress. There, there's actually someone's you know gone through and written all these lists. So
1: that's there've been a lot of people spurned. Yes, yes. so yes. spurned that they decided to write BuzzFeed articles about dating artists.
0: That's exactly it. So I
1: mean, if I worked for BuzzFeed, I'd do it. Look, they'll do anything, as you've seen on your own Facebook <laughs> feed, audience members every single day. What type of cupcake are you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> all right.
2: Okay. Well, that's the music. I think we can say that we're all fans of the music.
0: Yes.
1: Are, look. <laughs> but also I'm not a fan of a lot of classic musicals yeah. or a lot of shows that are very popular. I love some of the songs in this show and there are some of the songs in this show that I really don't care for, but watching the show, they all fit in the show and they're all enjoyable, but I wouldn't sit down and listen to this show as an album. But that's because, I don't know, the shows we've spoken about in the past that to I be like. To
2: I don't listen to this show as an album a lot, but mm-hmm. there are a number of songs from this show mm-hmm. that are in my just like oh, yeah. favourite song playlist.
0: Like, yes, I, I agree, yeah. Tom,
2: Dick or
1: Harry, I love. I actually too darn hot. Too darn yep. hot's a great Tudan song. So um, in and I actually I really honestly do enjoy from this moment on because it's hilarious to me. <laughs> so yeah, I think and I'm but I'm I don't have good taste in music or musical. <laughs> so I think it's fine for me to say that I don't love every number in the show, but there are definitely standouts that even if you were to just see the show for these numbers, it's worth it.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about um the different casts that have done it. All right, so there has been a Broadway cast, the first Broadway revival, which happened four years later, Mm -hmm. and then the 99 Broadway revival, which won Best Revival. So the original Fred was Alfred Drake, and his lily was Patricia Morrison. Uh, Bill Calhoun was Harold Lang, and Lois Lane was Lisa Kirk. Now, none of those names mean very much to me.
1: But I'm sure they were very good. Tony's
2: Tony's across the board. Tony's across the board.
0: They were I think they were fairly big names at the time. Patricia Morrison wasn't a huge star at the time, but Cole Porter said he wouldn't do the show unless she did it. So he, she had to be in it. She went on to <laughs> big fame as Anna in The King and I.
1: Ah. So yeah. she
0: was actually very well known in that sphere and I think she was nominated for her role as Anna in The King and I. Um she actually only passed away very recently. She was 99. Um, Only wow. a few weeks ago. So oh. she went on to have a very long, successful career.
2: Excellent. Uh, so the first Broadway revival, now none of these links on Wikipedia are live, so I, I couldn't actually find anything about these people. Robert Wright, Holly Harris, Frank Derbis and Marilyn Day. So I'm just going to put those names out there. Please, if any of those are magnificent performers, let us know and we will, we will like focus in subscribe. a bit more.
1: Send it in. Write a letter to Julie. <laughs> yeah, write a letter to Julie. She'll get it in the rehearsals of um, the show that she's doing at the moment. <laughs> and she won't know what we're talking about, but nope. do it anyway. Do it. Uh, so that
2: Broadway revival happened in 52. Mm-hmm. In 53 we had the movie. Yes. So this and, how Grayson. and this yep. is
1: how a lot of people meet the show. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm
2: I'm actually... Quite a fan of the movie. I think it's a pretty decent adaptation. I haven't seen it. Pretty true to the show.
0: It is pretty close to it. There's a few sort of minor changes, and and uh, one of the performers actually pretends to be Cole Porter at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, when they're trying to convince Lily Vanessi to be part of the show. Yeah, so Cole Porter actually kind of makes like a cameo in a sense. They go
2: another level
1: of mess. So they do show (laughs) within a show within a show.
0: Almost. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's like three levels deep. So it's it's quite. It's oh, quite an interesting I'm, dynamic. I'm
1: getting sus on this movie. No, so they they kind of frame <laughs> it
2: that that Fred is kind of uh, commissioning the show, yeah. And they want Cole Porter is also Cole, trying, not a
1: show within a show within a show, but rather Cole Porter becomes a character in the show. Yes, correct. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that as as you said,
2: Catherine Grayson, amazing. Yeah,
0: coloratura soprano, suited yep. perfectly to that that role.
2: Uh, Howard Keel as Fred. I love Howard Keel. Like this is a a good cast. He's a a great cast. If
0: you've ever seen Showboat, you've seen the two of them together. Their dynamic is just fantastic and he's just got a voice to die for. He's
1: a... I mean, I first saw him in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which is I'm not big on classic shows, but that is one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, it's
2: amazing. Because it's
1: a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I love it. Um so yeah, he's fantastic. So very excited. I might have to watch this musical now.
2: You should. You it, should. It's, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, great.
1: Uh Ann Miller as Lois
2: Lane, um and 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 Tommy Rawl as Bill Calhoun. Yes. So, yeah. So then we get on to the ninety nine revival with Brian Stokes Mitchell. Now, Brian Stokes Mitchell is one of, those, one of those names that has been flying around this podcast for a while and you've already uh, gushed about Maren Mazzy. As, uh, as but I can do Lily. it again. All right,
1: by <laughs> all means. She's great. <laughs> and she's one of those musical theatre actors who, despite having a damn perfect voice, is an actor. Yeah. Like she gets on and yeah, she, she hits every note and it's beautiful. But everything is done with the intention of an actor, and that's why she's so fantastic as a performer. Because it's not about her getting up there and singing a pretty song, although they're all beautiful. It's about her singing the song for a reason, and she's such an honest performer. Anyway, sorry, we're going to move on. Marin Mazzy, friend of the show, please come. Just like, please just, just say hello. Just make, come in. Make contact. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Write a letter to Julie. She'll forward it to me. It'll be great. Marin Mazzi, you're welcome.
2: As yeah. Please. Uh, yes, you you are welcome. Brian Stokes Mitchell. I just wanted to mention he played Colehouse Walker Jr. in the in the musical Ragtime, which oh. is one of my favorite roles in that show. It's a good um, show. It's a great show. Uh, and one day we will talk about it. Bill Calhoun this is Michael Beresi uh, and Lois Lane, Amy Spanger. What
1: is that? Spanger mean, ring Bell. Spanger. She's been in stuff. Has she? She has. Do you know what she's been in? Kiss me, Kate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like the name rings a bell and maybe Spanger is a common name, but I don't think it is. No, she she's she's played in Chicago.
2: Uh-huh. She's played Roxy in Chicago. Uh-huh, that and could be and uh, Hope Cladwell. That's account. why I know her. Yeah.
1: So that's, that, that's why, why you know would know
2: her. And she also originated the role of Holly in The Wedding Singer.
1: Oh. Yeah. Friend of the show. Amy Spanger.
2: Yeah, Amy Spanger or Spanger. I don't know. Spanger, Spanger. Look,
1: I'm sure she's I'm lovely I'm really worried that mind. I
2: mispronounce their names. It's I'm pretty really... sure I
1: said Licentio wrong for this entire show, oh, so you're fine. definitely have. Yeah. Uh,
2: but I didn't want to correct you because it was sound uh,
1: No, please do. I just sound like an idiot for an hour.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It was more entertaining for us. It's okay. Good,
1: good.
2: <laughs> uh, and, and that's all that there's been. There, there have been some tours, uh, but none of them really went on for long. And, and no uh, West End. Transfer.
0: But there is, they did only just the other day announce that there will be another revival of Kiss Me Kate next year on Broadway uh, starring Kelly O'Hara, um, who is the Tony Award winner for The King and I. Yeah. Uh, Scott Ellis is going to direct and Warren Carlyle to choreograph.
1: Nice. Interesting choice for the current times.
0: It seems to have had a big revival. There's a London production that's going on at the moment. Um, the Is it the L- same producer? Different producer, okay. Different producer, but they have gone back to the original mm.
1: production. Oh well, they right. actually went. No, I put to, it in the bin. No Harrison Howe song. I'm sick yeah. of it. London, you're disappointing <laughs> me again. Well,
0: they, they actually went. They went to the extreme. They went to Cole Porter's estate and actually pulled out his original handwritten orchestrations and have put it all together. That would not and it's be been fun. done faithfully <laughs> from the original original version.
1: Wow.
2: I mean. Let's just ignore everything we've learned over the last <laughs> fifteen years, and, and look. <laughs> Go maybe to the it's the first a, draft, maybe That's it's the best one.
1: Maybe it's a little bit like Wefremdung's effect or something like where it's like let's really show this in an alternate context so we can reflect on it properly, like a Brechtian thing. I don't know. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back with
2: our Dreamcast. Okay. Who deserves to be in Gizmi K? And in what role? In your dream cast.
1: Okay. Uh, for Bianca, I know like age-wise you might not say this, but I still think she'd be absolutely fantastic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the name has just escaped me. This is terrible. It's gone um, now. It's gone now. But she's in Mad Men and she was in the filmed version of Company. Um, oh. She's got beautiful red hair, is absolutely giant fantastic. bosoms. Is uh, it a Christine, Chris... You're gonna to have to Google it for me. But while we're googling that, I'm so sorry to this actress because you are phenomenal, and I've had an absolute mind blank. Um, we're pre coffee though, folks, so I have to explain <laughs> that. That's, that's I'm gonna Christina Hendricks. It. Christina yes. Hendricks. I think she would be fantastic because she's stunning. She's got that vibe. She's got that beautiful sort of light voice as well. That's kind of that playful attitude that the character needs. And while it wouldn't be the obvious ch- casting choice, I think she'd do a very good job of it.
2: See, I I think she's actually aged into Kate. I think she would be a phenomenal she'd be a fantastic Kate, Kate as well because she she plays that blustery ego. Yeah, she real does. Well. She See,
0: does. I I, th- I think Bianca needs to have a bit more of a calculating, sultry quality to her. So I must admit, I mean, if I could pick anyone at any stage in their life, I would actually pick Anne Margaret to play Bianca Aww. in her younger days. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Because uh, she's got that real sex kitten, but she was pretty cluey. <laughs> um, and I would go completely left field with something for like Bianca, and I would actually pick Adina Menzel uh, for Lily for Lily to play. Yeah, to play Catherine to play Lily, uh, I can just because that. that real feisty character, and she's got that incredible strong voice behind her. And I mean, if you've seen her in Wicked, you you know that she's just got that real commanding power.
1: I I think that'd be a great choice, but I would actually like to see Audra McDonald. Because she's so, she's got the voice. Stop and she-
2: pandering to me, Patrick. <laughs> Are you a big Audra fan? I put Audra in pretty much everything. I think
1: she she's got the comedic chops. <laughs> yeah, she's great at spinning on a dime as an actress. She can change mood and conviction like that, and I think it would be really funny and it would return the show because to those really sort of. Because you need to carry as well those sort of classical roots in your performance, and she can turn that on really quickly for those Shakespearean moments. And it wouldn't be the obvious casting choice, but I think she'd be fantastic as well. But it would be a completely different style of performance to Adina, so it depends on the director, really.
2: Mm. I mean, Adina's I Hate Men would be To Die For, But Audra's Wunderbar. so in love. Would be. And so, in love? Like, so it depends: on. Are, you pl- are, you, are, you, are you playing you <laughs> her as
0: the, as the strong woman, or are you, you know, playing up the, the love scene? So I suppose that's, yeah. that's the directing choice. And
2: I guess I, I would love to see uh, going with women of color: Patina Miller or oh. Queen Latifah as Hattie
0: that would be a very Im- I, th- I think that would be a really good choice
2: cuz mm, i think, I don't Harry- think about Hattie, Hattie gets forgotten often enough, a lot. yeah, yeah she is, <laughs> she's a really good well that's the thing character. she opens the show
0: yeah she's she's yeah. the one that you first meet and she's meant to have a a real presence about her yeah. in in whatever mm. capacity it is whether it's you know super innocent or whether it's you know she's running the place backstage yeah, well, and no one yeah, notices yeah but it, I think she would. She would be an, an incredible one. Now I do have a
2: rather strong pick for Fred.
0: Okay, I've got a
1: strong pick for Bill, so I'll let you have it. Who is it? <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. No, nah, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm oh. shutting it down. What are you doing, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? He can Cohen. be Paul. I'm... Why Paul? Because it's not Fred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you hate
1: Sasha Baron Cohen? I I'm not sure if it's him. I, I think he's very, very good. I do not like what they did with Tenardier in would, the Les Mis movie. I think it was the perfect way to make oh. the worst choice for actually, that no, character. Actually, you I wouldn't
0: mind him as the general, as Harris. Yeah, as yeah he would okay. be great as He though. would be I
1: hilarious would, as the general. I would
0: actually think he would be that's well, really then good. Because that's what the role is
1: meant to be.
2: obvious choice for Fred then, mm-hmm. yeah. Neil Patrick Harris.
0: Uh, I don't think he's he's No, I like it. commanding enough. I
1: don't think it's an obvious choice. But I like it.
0: I would like Neil Patrick Harris maybe as Paul.
1: Paul, he would be a great Paul. I
0: think he'd be he a fantastic Paul. like Mitch Paul, as Paul. Or even as Bill. I think he'd be a fun Bill as even, well. I think he'd be a but good Bill. But
1: Neil Paul. Patrick Harris. Is, I want a Hunter problem. Foster as Bill. Of course you, of course yeah. you want Hunter <laughs> Foster as Bill. He deserves more.
2: <laughs> He's good. What about um, Alan Cumming as Fred?
1: Yep.
0: Yes, but like also yeah. Alan yeah. Cumming
1: is anyone in this show?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: including Lily Vanessi. <laughs> I mean,
0: to be honest, like, I still love Howard Keel. Like, I mean, yes, he only did the the movie version, but he just had that yeah.
1: suave you need a swagger. Commander. Yeah, you, it's not. Yeah. It's like it's it's almost not even suave because he's not even smooth about what he does. It's. It's a, he's definitely suave but like it's aggressively well, suave It's has swagger. Like an, it's an easy command. Yeah, it's almost
0: like James Bond in The Producers. It, it's yeah. that mm. combination of the and of yeah. the two. It's the, you, the theatrics and the.
1: You don't get here. a lot of those style of actors anymore. No, no. Like they're not sitting around. You could. No, actually, that's a terrible idea. I'm going to retract it. Because before it even <laughs> no, comes, please, out. Please, one of those sure. actors that we have nowadays who often fills those classic roles quite well in a way that they don't seem comfortable for modern acting is Hugh Jackman. He goes into shows like Oklahoma and those styles of shows and fits that classic casting role mm. very well because of his style of performance. I'm not sure he'd be right for Fred, though. I think he could do he Fred. Could, oh, he could do it. I wouldn't it. be
2: excited by. I
1: Hugh would because he's very Fred. good. But yeah, no. <laughs> I,
0: I think he would, he would give it a good shot, but it would really mm. depend on who was playing Lily. I think.
1: Yeah. To work out and that I, dynamic, and I think
2: the most important casting of the show isn't Fred; it is Lily, and you have mm. to pick your Fred for your Lily. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: I completely agree with that.
2: So, well, we've we've, we've got options. A lot of names there. So, but I think
0: too, what we have misses the gangsters. <sighs> How can you miss them?
1: Nathan
2: Lane and Matthew Broderick.
0: I actually picked Are Nathan Lane. Okay,
1: like 30 years ago? <laughs> no, right now. No. They're tired, I just, Zane. Let them rest. They're on, <laughs> no. they're on Broadway all the time. No, no I, I did get pick Nathan money. Lane
0: actually as one, but Josh Gad as the other. Yeah, all right. So Josh Gad, obviously, you know, the voice of Olaf and, and um, in Frozen and he did, you know, the Book of Mormon. So, yeah, like, he's, he's well. Yeah, he's well experienced and they're both such a funny pair. Like I just think that would just work See, now so well. You know I want to well put together. Alan
1: Cumming as a gangster and get that sort of real cheeky. I think Alan Cumming is poor,
2: giving him too darn hot. Yeah, be...
1: he's a sexy guy. Yeah. yeah. Fair you, enough. And
0: let them enjoy let the ladies enjoy that moment. Don't take that away from us. And Come the on. and the men. Yeah, well, that's Alan true. Cumming doesn't Sorry. Discriminate. That's I mean. No, absolutely. <laughs> he's here
1: for everyone, ladies yes. and gentlemen. And we love Straight
0: him. Straight gay, you'll love him doing that number. That would be fantastic.
1: All right. Are we are
2: we happy with our I think wellness? so. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back with top fives. If this show were to appear on top five lists, which top five lists would it appear on?
0: Uh, First list, strong female leads.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a list though. It's a big list.
0: But come on, not every female lead one gets to hit cast members repeatedly and throw stuff. But she but, also gets but
1: beaten and held hostage on stage. Like, I gets, don't know if this is the best epitome of strong she has, woman.
0: She has a, a song purely dedicated to it, I Hate Men.
1: Mm. But is and that strength ca- or? But
2: also she. it's her choice at the end.
0: Yeah. She gets to. She, she overcomes the, the, the gangsters, gangsters. She no. overcomes Fred. Yeah. She, she overcomes she the leaves, general. I yeah. would
2: maybe put her on the top ten. I don't think she's a contender for the top five. I think it, there is a lot of it's competition a, yeah. for that list, and
1: there's a lot of new characters coming out all the time, so it gets tricky. But yeah, she's but definitely she's a great character. The test of time, yeah. though. Yeah. Also, because so, I, was- I mean, you'd put Mama Rose on that
2: list. Yes, she would have to be on that list. The Elphaba, Witch,
1: of course, from Into the Woods. Yeah, like Ooh. it. The list fills up, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't put Pennywise.
2: I, I would not put the Witch <laughs> on that list. So I don't think she's defined by being a woman, whereas I think v- Vanessa, uh, sorry, Lily Vanessa, is that because
1: it's been done as a gender swap? Do you mean and can be done as a gender no, swap? Whereas I, you I can't think, do. I think
2: the Witch's Journey isn't is a, is about motherhood, but not about being a woman. Whereas
1: okay, okay. whereas Mama Rose, we'll have words after and, the pod, <laughs> and
2: Alphaba uh, <laughs> and Lily Vanessa are all about being women. I it's
0: overcoming that male Linda misogynistic. Is
1: stronger than Alphaba. Pardon. in I would say I would put Glinda on that list before I'd put Elphaba on that list for the choices she has to make and the background she's, she's from. I think
2: she deserves to be there as yeah, much. Yeah, there's
1: so many strong female characters, but Lily Vanessi is definitely one of them. Yeah. I would I would put it easily top 5 Shakespearean musicals. See, I I suppose the question then becomes is Lion King a Shakespearean musical because it's just Hamlet so it's on the list.
2: I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So would, There's lots the of
1: shows that are pulled from Shakespeare, maybe not as directly. I think it's about where you draw the line.
2: I, I think I I think this one would easily I, I be on it because it, okay. it
1: acknowledges the good things that it does and it makes fun of it
2: at the same time. True. And, yes, and I think it pulls direct quotes as well. Uh, so, and, and it is – yeah, so it's like an actual musical conversion of a Shakespeare while also making fun of it. Okay. So I, I think it, it approaches it from two directions at once.
1: Look, okay, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> but I'm going to sit down and write this list later.
2: Yeah, all right. <laughs> great, <laughs> that would be a good to see.
0: Anyone else I mean
2: Lion King 2 <laughs> on the list.
1: <laughs> Lion King 2 is not a musical. Boundary. It's a movie musical and it's terrible, but Inupendi is a great song. Go Google it, ladies and gents. It's good fun.
2: So we've got strong female characters. We've got Shakespearean musicals. What else? Would you put a top five Cole Porter?
0: I would. I would. I, I would think it's it a, a strong contender five. for
2: almost
1: number one.
0: I'd say it's definitely in the like the top sort of two.
1: I don't know Cole Porter well enough. Well, it's not my mean, top. You mentioned Cole anything goes, yeah, but that's mainly that's for "Blow" Gabriel blow because that's a fighting great song. for number one. I would probably put that as my favorite Cole yeah. Porter. But I'm not going to pretend I'm knowledgeable. This is why we need Miranda. Miranda, where are you? Come home.
2: <laughs> Let her be in London. She's have living her best life.
0: But, I mean, he had She's like, living like heathes my heathes best life. <laughs> Jesus,
1: Miranda, enjoy it. He
0: had some like incredible ones, like can can silk stockings, high society. Like there's a lot of ones. <gasps> high, there. high
1: society is good. I reckon underrated. I probably, high society. Like, we you know, should do a high
2: what a, society. Episode. What a swell yeah.
0: party this is! Like that yeah. is just a fantastic song. But I do think Kiss Me, Kate is still mm. in. Right. You know, I think right at the top it, of I think it stands
2: up more than anything else. And I think, honestly, I think it's because of Shakespeare. Like, because you, re, Shakespeare is a reference that doesn't, has already aged as much as, mm. as it's going to, whereas the high society of 1950s is going to get progressively older and further away. Yeah, true, yes, true. I agree. Um, What about the songs? Too Down Hot. Would you put this as top five ensemble numbers? No. A number duck. Well, you
1: agree yeah, with me. Just stop me? asking about that song.
0: Um, <laughs> as, as, an, as an ensemble number, I really it gives a chance for all those characters that usually get forgotten in the killerist kick line at the back to come front and center and they really get their moment.
1: Top five songs where you're seeing, like, show within a show, like actors sing about acting. But you've got shows like Title of Show and do things that do that as well. But like, okay, as far so as ensemble numbers, well, what like, about what there's are, so many great so, well, ensemble, ensemble numbers in that's the canon of the best way to phrase it. Yeah, I think that's what about too broad.
2: Top five numbers with no leads because you don't have the leads. This there. just isn't my style of show. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not no, going to be on my
1: no, list. I must.
0: I I agree with that. As I said, it's it's that chance for the you know the everybody else to pull together, and you really get a chance to see them shine without the leads kind of hogging the limelight and yeah. getting in the way. And it's a fantastic (laughs) number just be quiet over there
1: (laughs) well okay so well what about like come from home come from away (laughs) i would put five songs on come from away before two done hot
2: come from away is a kind of an anomaly of a show Mm. i think if, if you if you're saying top five songs with no leads then come from away is probably almost disqualified from that because technically everyone's a lead in that but because no
1: there are lead. so
0: many songs like Is that they, a they stop being an ensemble
1: really uh, uh, the four you've got you've got oh, so the four leads yeah. so in a show with okay look yeah i need to move on from this well <laughs> I,
2: I do believe kiss me kate was mentioned in our shows within a show list when we did the producers Top five oh, shows within yeah, a show. I would been. probably
0: say it should be. If it wasn't there, I, I think it should be. What other shows are those? there?
1: You've got the producers. There's lots of, so lots many, of shows so do this conceit. Shows a show. Once you start thinking about but it, I'm trying to think of them and I can't. With Gypsy, you Gypsy, could say yeah. so. Gypsy, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they're, they're good shows on this list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. there's a, there's a Because theatre people love theater. Talking about themselves. <laughs> yes.
2: uh, another opening another night, top five songs I that are sung in theatres every show. Yes. Yeah. Sung backstage.
0: I, sung backstage. I, you haven't had that experience, but no, I can definitely say I think nearly every show I've ever been in, someone has brought this song <laughs> up. It's been yeah. brought up at least in that last, you know, what we call Hell Week, the last week leading up to that production, which I'm currently in.
2: So everyone <laughs> will sing this song. That's it. When you're stuck backstage, you've got to release the tension somehow.
0: And that's exactly what that song is about. And yeah, you,
2: I think we've we got we another traditionally used booze. Or two yeah. dumbbells.
1: <laughs>
2: Any other top fives?
0: Uh, top five shows with misogynistic male songs.
1: Mm. Well, that's also a, co- that's a also a long list.
0: But there's quite a are few they, are innocent- they
1: particularly misogynistic songs or are the actions of the, like, outside the songs more misogynistic? Because I think in most of the songs in this show, everyone tries to be quite lovely, but then well, their actions got, are. Got, um
0: the, the first come to live at wealthy and Padua, so basically every woman's the same in the dark, so it doesn't matter. But um, Is that
1: is oh, okay? I suppose because in my mind, I'm like, that's Petruchio. That's the song in the musical they're doing. It's not Fred, it's not Fred, but, but it's still a song in the show that is heavily misogynistic. Yeah, yes. yes. and I'll they, pay, and I'll they pay make it. no apologies. No, 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 and that's the
0: whole intention of And you've got, you know, Where is the Life That Late I Led? Again, same thing. Mm. Um, Even
2: Were Thine That Special, special face, face is
0: yes, yes. He, <laughs> get, you know, he, gets, he gets to, he basically starts out at the beginning of that song talking about how. He he wrote a poem that basically he delivers to all women to kind of woo them, and it usually works. And he's never meant it in the past.
1: Would you do top five Broadway gangsters? That's a hard list. Drowsy chaperone. Drowsy chaperone. I think is near the top for me. Mm. They're funny.
0: I Mm. think it's probably close to that list. And the way they're not on it is quite funny.
1: Like not only is it they're good ones, but they're used well in the show. But there are a lot. I comedic think, gangsters. I think that Broadway gangsters trope. I think it will be. I think it would be on the list. I think, I
2: think so. it would be top five. Oh, because I think they they went a long way to forming that archetype. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're, yes. Kind of, yeah. They're
0: one of the starting ones, if not you know probably the most famous ones to start that. Yeah. Top that five character. reprise
1: abuse. It's all Kyle no. Porter.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, other than We've had nine up in one Shakespeare, show. Yeah. Which has two reprises built into the song So mm. they're not actually listed as separate Three songs yeah. There is one reprise in this true. show, which is so in love.
0: Well, if you look at the score, oh, and though, Kiss I, me have Kate. To, I have to disagree. Shh. If you look at the score, <laughs> if you look at the Kiss score, me Kate's people- Kiss Me a reprise
1: at the end, the finale.
0: Always True to You actually yeah. has multiple reprises as well. It's not usually sold that way. If you listen to a recording, it's usually played just as one. But If you look at the yeah, score, it's got it a lot. is multiple reprises. So- and um,
1: doesn't, is it true to you in my own way or- What's the one that I always to you in my fashion? Always True you yeah. in my fashion. That has a reprise. Yeah. Well, that, that
2: that's that one. Yeah. 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 So that it's again like brush up your Shakespeare. Where it yeah, kind it's of all stops written in. Yeah. It,
0: you don't come back later in the show. It's just yeah. one come done back to back to back, back to back, back. Yeah. But okay. yes, there are multiple reprises in that one.
2: Mm. Okay. We got some lists. We do have some lists. I, Tom, Dick, and Harry. I just want to find a list. Double entendre songs. Yes. Top five
1: trios. Male trios. Well, it's a, a quartet. Quartet. Because it's three. Oh no, but those char- those three characters in oh. the wooing would oh, yeah. you put them as top three male trios? I don't think I would.
2: Trios. I don't. I don't. I don't view them as a trio because yeah. Bill Calhoun it's just for that is always number. kind of the the one and the the others. Mm. Um, but Tom, Dick, and Harry on Double Entendre songs.
0: I think it's it's probably up there. Like, I mean, it has to be on something because like, in the original version, one of those characters is actually played by Bob Fosse himself, <laughs> the quintessential choreographer. You have
2: to play so Bob. you have
0: to include him somewhere. <laughs> he has to be in something.
2: Top five Bob Fosse performance? No, <laughs> no, he's done so much good work.
1: <laughs> but
0: this was right in the early start of his career. Yeah. yeah. So you know, this is where he really you know got to show his talents to the world.
1: Maybe top five fun shows for actors to do. Yes. Because yeah. I think, oh, no, actually, no, the list I mean, is too big. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's,
2: that's a hard one to qualify yeah. because actors will argue for every show yeah. that they've ever done. True. Unless yeah. it was a nightmare, in which case they don't want to talk about it at all.
1: So let's take a break. You're giving me eyes and <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't it. want to talk about I've it. I've been hurt. I have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, we're taking a break. We'll come back and we, we will uh, talk about the lessons that we've learned. I've learned to brush up your Shakespeare. Oh. Yes, if you if, want to seduce women, you better have Yes, learned. if you want to if you want
0: a date, that's how to do it. And if you if your date isn't cooperating on that date, giving brush you what you want Shakespeare. that's how to get her to do
1: it. Do what Petruchio does. I've learned that context is key. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's very true. Um I think that I've learned that uh relationships between artists are generally quite uh dramatic Fiery. and physical
2: <laughs> what about what about uh men are pigs
1: is that yes did we learn that yes <laughs> mm, all right yeah but from this musical did we learn that well I think this definitely
2: <laughs> reinforces that idea yeah fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. As,
0: as a performer I can tell you when you know those moments happen in the show you usually see the female cast going <gasps> and the men nodding. Yeah. So obviously Cole Porter had had it right. Yep. He, he did. Mm. So, I know I would agree with that.
1: I've learned that when you're in a show, you tend to see the show through the lens of your character because <laughs> yeah. I was being manipulated by. Um, and you're
2: betrayed. Yeah.
1: I, I thought she was a really lovely sweet girl. I thought she was lovely. And that's what she wanted me to think.
0: You should have been watching side stage during the rest of the show. I
1: was very tired. <laughs> uh,
2: is there anything there about, I guess, I guess we've touched on misogyny misandry because i guess no i guess lily never really holds it against all men it's just fred that she has an issue with
0: lily has an issue with fred catherine has an catherine issue, with, has all an issue men. with men but lily no cuz she gets along quite well with you know the other mm. male characters and that in the in in her in her life and in the show
1: she puts up with hal more than she should
0: well i mean he gives her he gives a line uh women should be struck regularly like gongs yes and, and he, she just puts
2: up with oh, it. Oh, that's another lesson. Women should be struggling regularly. <laughs> like
0: yeah, God that's heavens. exactly it. This, and, this show and makes she me
1: uncomfortable. She doesn't
0: have a have a problem. Well, she maybe has Why a problem. Why doesn't she have a
1: problem with that? Why doesn't she just flare up like she does with Fred?
0: Well, she doesn't directly hear that line, but he does indicate it later on. Yeah, he on. does. And I think and he's Fred quite almost to tries to tries to warn her what's going to What's going to happen when she marries? But then
2: Fred hits her anyway.
1: That's it. I I think think maybe she's used to it. It's
2: implied that the relationship she has with Howard is different than the one she has with Fred. Political. So no. Well, so when Fred basically jibes her, she Mm. fires back. Yeah. But they don't. uh, Howard and her don't have that same relationship. That's why it's boring. Yeah. Mm.
0: If if Lily fought fought back with him, he would punish her. Whereas Fred just continues to banter with her.
2: I guess there's something. This show is a
1: precursor to the Wild Party. Oh no! It becomes the Wild Party in
0: a way. It it's does. fan fiction. It, it well, <laughs> it does. The, the kind Wild of.
1: Party was written well
2: after. The, fa- the Wild Party is fan fiction. Whatever <laughs> it, it is, because uh, well, Friend becomes the, birds. The poem was written before this. <laughs> okay, we're getting deep. Yeah, we're beyond the looking Fred, glass here, people. Digging. Um, I, I yeah, I think there is something there about relationships and complementary personalities, as uh, like. Passion is not always 100%. Positive. Happiness. Yes. I
0: I would go as far to say that loving relationships are not always happy and Mm. you don't have to necessarily love the person that you love 24-7. You are going to argue with them and that sort of thing and that that still works.
1: Only if you win though. Just because oh, this it sounds, sounds like straight well. people nonsense. I don't know <laughs> about this at all. <laughs> no, that is a nice lesson that, you know, it's, love isn't always easy. And it it is, shouldn't be hard. as hard as it is on stage. No. But it's, it's, a, it's a magnification.
0: And you, mm. you have to stick with it. I think that that's one of the plots.
1: And I think we can all agree,
2: living in Queensland, it's if it is too darn hot, dance about it.
1: It's not too darn hot at the moment. I wish <laughs> people were in the streets think it's too darn hot. I'm freezing. Well, Queensland, I can, pull it together. I can say,
0: though, as a performer, doing a show in winter, much better than doing one in summer. Oof, I did an, yeah. I did Oliver in summer and oh all God. those petticoats and everything else. Oh, we How all to sweat a mic pack off. Yes, yes, we, uh, we lost a lot of weight doing that show, but doing something like this, where it's similar sort of clothing style with all the skirts and everything, Winter's but in winter, the it's the time to do it, darling. And you can frock
1: up when you go to the theatre. So anyone setting
0: like, the performance schedules for any shows, consider your performers when you pick what show happen at what time of year, yeah. if you're doing strictly ballroom with skimpy little dresses and that, put that in summer.
1: Oh, but if you're that's doing a physical show. If you're, doing you're cruel. Oh, we'll put, okay, <laughs>
0: autumn or spring then, all right? Yeah, okay, okay. But If you're if doing, you're doing something, hair, yeah,
1: yes, summer. Hair, <laughs> summer. hair is a summer show. Yeah, yeah. But
0: if, you, if you're doing anything that requires lots of costumes and wool and layers, please think of your performers and put well, it in winter. It's not a
1: winter show. <laughs> you heard it here
2: first. <laughs> all right, is that all of our lessons? Sure, there's more, but
1: I feel like I'm- There's more.
2: If you have any more, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you can find us. Write Julie a letter. Write
1: Julie (laughs) a long-winded letter. And get to the point at the end, so she has to read through the the whole thing. thing. I want a couple of pages of preamble, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right,
2: well, let's take a break and we'll uh, come back with our goodbyes. Okay, well, let us know uh, all the details about Your Kiss Me Kate.
0: Yeah, um, so we start Friday, 29th of June and run through to Which is today. That's
1: today. Well, that's today. Uh, yes, that is so, today. Yes. Good so luck on opening night. Are you ready?
0: Uh, another opening, another show. You know, we, we get there. See? you <laughs> You've You it.
1: are ready. The sh- rehearsals have been going great. Tech went perfectly. Well done on that. That's always No, 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 hard. no. no, no. Yes. Tech went
2: horribly. It was terrible. It was a hard week, but opening. And dress great. rehearsal
1: was shocking. Yes. And that's why opening night's going you to be fantastic. But if check out our
0: website, I've actually been keeping a rehearsal diary every week for the last few weeks so you can actually see what has led up to this moment. Uh, But it's a Gold Coast little theatre and our director, Andrew Cockcroft-Penman, has done an incredible uh, job and the the cast are just magnificent. As I said, we've got people that are trained in Shakespeare all the way through to some of the most incredible vocalists um, I've personally ever heard. Um, and Including yeah, yourself, of course. Well, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, and yeah, if uh, love for everybody to to turn up, uh, you can go to www.gclt.com.au or check out our show site, which is gcltkmk for Kiss Me Kate. So gcltkmk.wixsite.com.
2: And all those links will be in the show notes and we'll be sharing them on our Facebook and Twitter and all our socials.
1: There's no excuse. There's no excuse. You will
2: find it. And go to that website because, like you said, you've been keeping a diary. It's very interesting. Like the, the amount of work that's gone in backstage um for this this production has been really interesting for me to keep up with.
0: Yeah, we've got some incredible. Like we've gone through, we've done interviews with all the casts, and you know, and we've actually covered some of the things that you know we've been talking about today. You know, three words to describe the show, and mm. what things would you expect, we'll and what things me you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and you know, we've, we've got people <laughs> too that darn are, hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, some of the some of the people that are performing it have incredibly diverse backgrounds, so it's it's a really fresh young take on it.
1: You got a big cast. Because you uh, can do a big cast with this show.
0: We've got about 19, I That's think. That's a nice in, size cast. So it's a, it's a fairly decent-sized cast, and, yeah, some of them have just got incredibly Fantastic. Um, interesting backgrounds. So things Get that you wouldn't it. normally expect to be in this production are going to crop up, and, yeah, it's, it's designed to have those wow moments.
2: So for those people who are into that, yeah. how many
1: men in tights do you have?
0: Put it this way, we have more men than we have women. Yeah, but are
1: they in tights? <laughs> I've, I can see men on the street.
0: Well, the... the, the uh, we learned something
1: about Patrick today. You, you that you will... can see men on the street? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So some, some
0: men do get to wear tights. So <laughs> look up, turn, I'm about to
1: get in, ladies and turn gentlemen, up book for, tickets now. Yes,
0: yes. And when it comes to Too Darn Hot, the costuming for that and the vocals combined with the two ladies' tickets, sit right down the front in the centre. You're going to want to enjoy every moment it's
2: going to be
1: too darn hot
0: all
2: right you can't get a much better promo than that uh so if you want to find out more about us like i said before we are on facebook and twitter you can send us an email at musicalstormypodcast.gmail.com um if you're listening to us on itunes or stitcher we would love you to give us a five-star rating and a review that helps iTunes, or tells iTunes to push us out there, and that helps get us out there. Um, We also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know, and every month at least one extra episode uh, we give only to our patrons, and they are some fun ones, usually top five lists. So do that. And I look forward to seeing you in Kiss Me Kate.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to see you there.
2: And... Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Patrick, for joining us. Thank
1: you, Zane C. Weber, for allowing me back into your fine establishment.
2: (laughs) You'll draw the line someday. One day, one day, one day, you'll insult a show that I, I I I will not tolerate. Every
1: show, even the ones I like. That's true. You're just a negative person. I am. I'm (laughs) a terrible person, but you are not. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. for having me. This is why we get guests in. This is why we
2: counterbalance the negativity (laughs) I have to deal with. All right. Well, thank you, Naomi. uh, And I look forward to seeing you and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.